Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Joel, and today we are finally back to football. We've been doing a lot of wrestling news because, let's face it, there isn't a whole lot going on in the football world right now. But um, we are ready to dive back into football for this one. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. Uh, You know what sucks? That was hit like that few-month period where there's nothing going on. But uh, things are about to start picking up because, you know, training camp starting and uh, we've got some news to talk about, too. So. Yep. Once July 4th hits, that's when I start feeling like football season's coming. So uh, mm-hmm. today we're going to go over a little bit of football news. There isn't too much to cover. Um, and then we are going to get into our way, way, way too early predictions for this coming season. So to start mm-hmm. off the news, uh Greatest kicker of all time, in my opinion, and I'm sure most people's opinion, uh, Adam Vinatieri retired from the NFL. Long, successful career with the Patriots, with the Colts, has multiple rings. Uh, I believe he retired on the Pat McAfee show. Um, yeah, any any input on the Adam Vinatieri retirement? Um, you know what? He played a long, long, long time. And, yes, uh, he did. You know, we usually see that, right, with, like, kickers and punters. They really they, – they have that, like, lasting ability. Uh, but he had a great career. I mean, he kicked a lot of game winners, uh, a lot of I, – I feel like he hit, like, a Super Bowl winner too, right, uh, for the yeah. Patriots? Yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he hit two of them, uh, one, yeah. against the, one against the Rams, one against the Panthers. Yeah, huge. He had a great career. I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame because – And let's not forget his rookie year, him running down Herschel Walker and tackling him on the sideline. Oh, gosh. Imagine imagine running up to Chris Walker and, like, trying to tackle him. No. He I, did? I, I, would, I know, did but I mean, if, I was me, if I was me, I would have said no. Like, heck no. Yeah, I mean, I deserve a spot in a hall just for that, being a 180, 90-pound kicker running down Herschel Walker and and tackle. That was insane. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, long, long career for Adam Vinatieri. Successful career. One of the probably clutchest players in NFL history just mm-hmm. game was on the line he came out you knew he was it, you knew he was going to make it um so good for Adam I know this was based off of conversations he had with Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show um knew that this was kind of something he was struggling with but I I think it was time I think he was able to accept that it was time body wasn't Holding up like it was, he was injured all last year, and I believe towards the end of the season before for the Colts, and it was just time. But there's definitely going to be a gold jacket waiting for him in five years, and uh, good for Adam. Yeah, definitely. So in other news, um, I mean, we don't have to talk about it too long. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, something happened, uh, you know, I, I Julio Jones got traded somewhere. It's not a big deal. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah, not a big deal at all. At all. Um, I, I think we. I feel like I knew this was going to happen when they like announced pre-draft that Julio was going to be gone. I feel like you still had some hope there. Um, oh, I was in extreme <laughs> denial. <laughs> oh yeah, you were talking about like how great the offense is going to be. You know, with yep. uh, Kyle Pitts and. Calvin Ridley and I was like, oh, yeah, that is going to be good, but I doubt it's going to happen. 
And, you know, it took a while, too, right? Like, um, we expected it, like, on June 1st. It ended up taking, like, I think, like, a, almost a week after. And he ended yeah. up on the Titans, which is crazy to me. I didn't see that one coming until, like, a little bit, like, a few days ago. I started seeing little hints here and there of players wanting them and stuff like that. But let's talk about what they got for Julio. So, tell the a people. A bag of balls. They, yeah. We got uh, a bag of balls. I, I just. Listen, you have to get a first-round pick. I don't care if it's just one. Like, you got to get a first-round pick, especially for someone of Julio's caliber. Like, I think they ended up walking out with, what, like two second-rounders? No, they got uh, one second, um, a future third, I think, that could turn into something else. It was, you know, it, how it is with those future picks. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just the one-two as far as I know. Um, I just yeah. – I. Didn't want to pay any attention to it. I crawled into a little ball and cried. Um, Because, yeah, I wanted to see Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan for one year. But I'm a Falcons fan, so, you know, I can't have nice things. (laughs) And for a second-round pick, we got a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu. And we couldn't get better than that for Julio? Are you kidding me? Terry, I understand it was a cap hell situation. It was lose-lose. So. Talking directly to Terry Fontenot, who's never going to listen to this. Uh, GM <laughs> of the Falcons. It is Julio Damn Jones. Yeah. The greatest wide receiver in team history. Top five receiver in NFL history. Still the best wide receiver in the NFL, in, as far as I'm concerned. And you trade him for a second round pick. I get it. You are in cap hell. The previous regime didn't leave you with a whole lot of options there. Brady Jarrett wasn't willing to renegotiate his deal. So we didn't even have money to sign our draft picks. We were shopping at Aldi for our roster for our free agency pickups. So I get that there wasn't much to do. However, there is always a way. There is always a way to manipulate the salary cap a little bit. I mean, the Saints were, what was it, $50 over the cap to start this offseason, and now they're under it? There is always a way, and you could have stood pat. You could have waited for that first-round pick. Training camp's coming. Injuries are going to happen. Somebody's going to want Julio. So you didn't have to trade him so early, and I get that the Shannon Shannon Sharp thing on um, Undisputed, that didn't help, um, whether that was – a work or whether that was real. Uh, we, we still don't know. Julio says he didn't know. Seemed pretty uh, convenient to me. But still, this is... You gotta do what's best for your franchise here. And if you can't get a first, I'm not trading Julio Jones. It's... Yeah. It, I just... I, I It was really frustrating. I was in complete denial. I was seeing for probably a month... Nothing on my Twitter other than Julio Jones and all these different uniforms that were photoshopped. And I said, until I see him in another helmet, wearing another uniform, practicing, he is a Falcon. And the day came, and my heart hurt, and the Julio Jones era in Atlanta is gone. And uh, on to Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan and uh, Mike Davis and uh, patched offensive line. Mm. But, yep, um, 
as a Falcons fan, uh, so many great memories of Julio. Uh, watching his 300, and I believe it was it was either 308 or 318 yards he put up against Carolina. Put that corner straight in the unemployment line in one game. I can't remember his name, but it's probably probably for a good thing. I remember him getting cut the day after that game. Julio Jones put up over 300 yards receiving by his damn self against the Carolina Panthers. Was incredible. I watched him completely destroy the Green Bay Packers. Again, just about single-handedly in the NFC Championship game in 2016. I, I love Julio Jones. He's uh, he's right behind Jerry Rice, in my opinion, for greatest receivers of all time. I know people are going to say Randy Moss um, and, and validated. I, I get it. Uh, but being a Falcons fan, I'm going to have a little bit of bias. Um, I love Julio. I, I hope he does do well this year. Um, I would love to see him get a ring. The fact that we couldn't get one Super Bowl 51. Um will always bother me. The fact that we couldn't get Matt Ryan and Julio a ring when we had the best chance to do it. Um, so I, I love you, Julio. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for uh, all all the excitement, all the crazy plays that no one else could physically even dream of doing. Um, and I, I wish him the best. I really do. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll do good in uh, Tennessee. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. That offense is just stacked. I mean, they're yep. going to do crazy yep. things, but uh, I know I messed with Brett a lot. I was messing with Brett, like, this whole time leading up, I would just send him, like, every time I saw a tweet of, like, oh, Julio's going to go here, like, I would just send everything to him. He'd just be like, no, no, it's not going to happen. But I understand how it is as a fan losing, like, a player that you've watched for, like, years and years, someone that's, like, one of your favorite players on your team. So it's hard, but uh, it, it just happens. You know, that's the NFL. It's, yep. it's it, rare that a player retires with the team they got drafted to. Oh, it's extremely rare, and it's also business, and I get that. Yeah. But um, I, I think there was definitely fault on the Falcon side. There was fault on Julio's side, um, but they went their separate ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody, at least for the cameras, is saying that they're happy. I think Julio's definitely happier to be out of Atlanta than Atlanta mm-hmm. is to be rid of Julio. Um, yeah, it's this year's going to be weird to not see 11 on the field for – 17 games uh yeah it's just gonna be weird to me and then seeing him in uh in another uniform it's just not gonna look right all year yeah it's, it's gonna be odd um you know i think i heard that they've had issues since like he got his new contract because they both felt like they didn't get what they wanted both him and then the team so i guess that's where things kind of started but uh it's disappointing disappointing all around but I, I guess he was really close to Dan Quinn, and I guess when they got rid of Dan Quinn, that was the final nail in the coffin, according to Julio. And uh, I, I get it. Everybody says Dan Quinn's a really nice guy, but, I mean, you can't say that, you know, you want to leave because you're not winning and then also want to keep Dan Quinn. Um, yeah. I just I, – Dan Quinn was definitely a problem. Um, I do like Arthur Smith. The more I've – more I've seen from him, uh, the more interviews I've listened to, the more I've gone back and watched Tennessee's offense, uh, the more hope that I get um, from Arthur Smith. I'm hoping uh, it's going to be a balanced attack uh, so we can limit the number of hits Matt Ryan takes because the guy's gotten beat up the last couple of years. And kudos to him. The guy's missed like 
four games his entire NFL career. The guy is yeah. rock solid. Um, but yeah, let's keep our quarterback upright. He's still a one hundred plus million dollar quarterback that we've got. He's our franchise's greatest passer, and uh, he's not getting younger. Um, so let's keep him upright for at least another year and reevaluate that quarterback position next year. Uh, but that's enough of the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we there was a big announcement. Uh, Defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Carl Nassib, came out as gay the other day. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to let Joel kind of take over this one um, as a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, Mm -hmm. And for football fans that are gay, that are bisexual, pansexual, Mm -hmm. transgender, to see something like this come happen. And then it be seemingly welcomed with open arms, whereas, you know, previous previous players, not so much. Um, yeah. Is this is this progress? Is this is this hope? Um, I, I get that we're still not where we should be as far as acceptance. Um, take me through uh, how it was for you seeing Carl Nassib come out and then the, the amount of positivity that he got in reaction to it. Right, so I know, like, we hear stories of, like, older players, but they usually don't come out to, like, later in life. And then we had Michael Sam, but I don't know, that it kind of, like, just fizzled out, you know what I mean? He ended up not making a team. But even that then was progress, you know, because he was still drafted and everything. Um, And then I think a few years ago, there was a player, Ryan Russell. He also played for the Raiders at the time, I think. He ended up coming out, but after that, he never ended up playing, like, another game or anything. But... Uh, Carl Nassib doing this, I think, is it's a huge deal. I think of because of the way it's been received. Um, you know, it's mostly been good. I mean, you also have the people that are like, um, you know, why why do I care? Why should I care what he does in his bedroom? You know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's true. Like representation really fucking matters. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just it just matters. You see someone on TV that's like you that, like, lives the same life as you, like, that can understand your struggle, it really makes you want to root for the person, right? Because you know the yeah. kind of things that they went through. Um, so I think him coming out and then even on top of that, uh, doing his work that he's going to do with the Trevor Project is just massive because, like the stats show, like, a lot of men end up committing suicide because they have to keep that in, you know what I mean? Like, the rates are extremely high when they don't know anybody or they can't talk to anybody, you know? It's really hard, so... Him doing this is going to be huge, especially for the fans out there that are in the community as well. Um, it's big. I just hope this isn't the last person to do it, and I hope it just keeps growing from here, and it makes people feel more open to ex- uh, just be who they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we heard him uh, in his video uh, that he came out with. There was a moment where he talked about he hopes to get to a point where this isn't big news anymore, and right. I do too. Because then we'll be at a point where it's it's widely accepted. People should be able to love who they want to. I, I've never agreed with this old old white hat speaking way of you know it just eh. I I'm happy for Carl. I'm glad he was able to, especially in a sport that is seen as one of the most macho sports in the world. Um, where, I mean, you're seeing guys in locker rooms like Devin Bush ostracizing teammates for just having a TikTok because it makes you a lesser man. 
um, when you see stuff like that, you see, you still see that we have a long way to go and yeah. it does make me, you know, worry a little bit for Carl that in that locker room, you know, maybe not everybody's going to be as accepting. Um, yeah. but we need to understand that that's their problem. And exactly. Carl's open. He gets to be himself. He's going to have supportive teammates. Those are the ones to lean on. Um, I'm happy for him. I can't imagine living as long as he did and just not being able to be yourself. I, I, yeah. I am, I'm a straight white cis man and the amount of privilege I've lived in my life that I will never understand situations like that. I take for granted mm-hmm. almost regularly. Um, but I'm happy for Carl. Um, I mean, that had to be that had to be a level of tough I'll never comprehend. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, man, like it's crazy. Speaking from personal experience, it's hard, like dealing with that, like especially mentally. Like your mental health really just is terrible during that time. Uh, so I'm happy that he's fine now because I feel like, you know, he probably was to the point where he was, like he said, he was already at the point where he had told his family and everything, but he felt that pressure. I think because. You know, still, yeah. if somebody was to find out, like, you know, people start going crazy, social media blows up. So I'm glad he was able to do it on his terms. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it would have been worse if he was kind of, quote unquote, exposed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he'll definitely have people in the locker room that don't agree with it, don't like it. But at the end of the day, he'll be fine because he'll have more support than ever. Because I, I don't know if you've seen, but like his jersey was like number one selling the next day. So it just yep. shows he has yep. a bunch of people behind him. And he'll be fine. I hope he's a great advocate for the community. And uh, Erica Tamposi, she's a producer for uh, my favorite football podcast. She's a gay woman. She works for the NFL, um, and she produces a few of their podcasts. And uh, to listen to her talk about how much this meant to her as uh, as a gay football fan, mm-hmm. um, it's. I mean, there, there's going to be so many people and who aren't accepting of this but we're in a time in history where those people are becoming the minority and that's i think that's what's that needs to be important when you're going through twitter and seeing the hateful comments um when you're hearing uh old whites on nfl media shows uh saying that he should have just kept it to himself Know mm-hmm. that those people are in the minority. We are moving well past that mindset. Unfortunately, it's not coming fast enough or wide mm-hmm. enough, but we are getting there, and it's about damn time. Yeah. Um, and other news, uh, which kind of leads into our next segment, uh, because we weren't sure how to evaluate this team in our predictions due to <laughs> this being in the air. Um, this is sort of older news at this point. Um, will or will Aaron Rodgers not, will he play for Green Bay this year? And we both came to, uh, our opinions being that we don't think he's playing this year. Um, I don't think that he has to play this year. I don't think, I think he is a very stubborn, um, Mm -hmm. and very determined man, and unless everything is exactly the way that he wants, I don't see him playing the, this year. And if Green Bay burns to the ground because of it, it's only going to justify him even more. Yeah, like, if he ends up playing this year, I'll be super, super freaking surprised. 
I just don't see it happening. I feel like this was all put in motion last year when they took a quarterback, and maybe even before then, because, you know, they had a lot of problems not drafting him weapons. Like, the guy's your quarterback. Get him some people around him. Um, So if he plays, it's going to be crazy, but I don't see it. I don't see him playing. I'm interested in how Jordan Love's going to do, because I know we've heard some things out of, like, minicamp and stuff like that that he's not he's not ready at this point. So I don't know. I think Green Bay and their fans are going to be enough in for a rough season. Uh, oh, just what well, wishes to them because it's gonna get be ready hard. for get ready for a combination of Jordan Love and Blake Bortles, Green Bay fans. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Joel introduced this uh, website to me. It's called uh, Playoff Predictors. Uh, I believe it's PlayoffPredictors.com. Mm-hmm. Um. And you can go and you can go game by game, week by week, and predict the outcomes. And it keeps track for you. Um, and all the way up until the end of the season, it creates a playoff bracket for you based off of your predictions. Mm-hmm. So we both went and did that. We didn't tell each other very much because we wanted it to be a <laughs> surprise. Yeah. And I think there's going to be plenty of surprises on both. Uh, but. We'll start by going division by division with the records, who's finishing in what position. Um, let's start with the AFC North. Uh, okay. And I will go from worst to first. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the bottom feeder of that division, I've got, I've got this team that has been great for so long. This is the year they fall off a cliff. Their quarterback oh, can't no. throw it past 20 yards anymore. Their offensive line is questionable at best this year. And I don't think you're going to win many games with Mason Rudolph. i got the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> finishing fourth. Um, I've got them going 3-14 and 14 this year with a 1-5 divisional record. Uh, Joel, who do you have at four? All right. So uh, at four, I got Cincinnati. Um, they just didn't do enough for the offensive line for me. I hope Joe Burrow stays healthy all season. I have them going... Five and twelve. Okay. Yeah. At number three, I've got um, former MVP Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens at ten and seven, with a mm-hmm. divisional record of four and two. Um, I'm not sure why. I've just got a funny feeling. I, I like the. I like what Cincinnati and Cleveland are doing. And I think another year for Baker and that Cleveland team, I think that's mm-hmm. going to make them that much stronger. And I don't think Baltimore's done enough to put weapons around Lamar. All right. So I got next up, I got Pittsburgh. I have them finishing 12 and 5, 4 and 2 in the division. Because I think, like you said, you know, Big Ben's like, he's getting up there already. Like, it's hard for him to do a lot, especially with him getting injured. But I think when they drafted Najee Harris, it's going to take a little bit of that weight off of him, and they'll be able to run the ground game more. Even though, like I said in the draft uh, recap thing, that you know the offensive line isn't there, so he won't get like that crazy production. I think they'll get enough done, so I got them going 12-5, yeah. You think they get 12 wins with a quarterback who can't throw it further than 20 yards, with an offensive sure, line that year, can't block? Sure. Ah. We'll I see. Think, I we'll think see. they can do it. I think they can do it. Okay, and this is a good time to mention the stakes of this. Um, obviously, oh, this, is, this is way, way too early predictions, but that's kind of the gamble that makes it fun. Um, we've got uh, our division 
uh, layouts, predictions. Uh, we've got our playoff predictions. We've got our Super Bowl predictions. And we've got a point system uh, that we're working on to determine who, who wins. Uh, but as we watch this next season, the stakes are whoever loses has to wear the quarterback's jersey for the other person's favorite team for that next draft and every Sunday that next season. So yeah, that's, uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to wear a Cowboys jersey, and I don't think I'm going to be wearing a Cowboys jersey. But, oh uh, Joel, Matt Ryan jersey's in the mail as we speak. You know what? Listen, to be honest, I'm like, I'm kind of preparing for it. You know, I don't want to be caught off guard. But I'm, I think I'm going to be too solid here. And you'll be having to wear a Dak jersey. Oh, man, that's going to be great. Just gonna be You're going to look good in black oh, and red. No, I can no. Red is not my color. Red is not my color, so I'm hoping that's a no-go. All right, number two in the AFC North, uh, getting a wild card spot at 11-6. and I've got the Cleveland Browns, Mm. and we'll get into why I've got my number one in a minute. Uh, It only leaves one team left in that division, but uh, I, I, I like another year of Baker. I think he's... He's never going to be that MVP, but you've seen steady progress from him. And I think this is another year he's got a really good roster around him. So I, I think we're going to see a little bit more improvement from him. That defense is just scary. That offense, Odell's coming back and he can stay healthy. I like every On paper, Cleveland is everything that they need to be. I docked them a few wins just, just because they're Cleveland and they find a way to Cleveland. <laughs> uh, but I've got them making the playoffs and the seventh wild cards in the seventh uh, playoff spot. Uh, Cleveland at eleven and six, divisional record of three and three. Wow. Okay. Um, I have Baltimore going thirteen and four, and I have them four and two in the division. So I don't know. Okay. I think I think Baltimore is going to do good do good again this season. Uh, I think they drafted a receiver. I can't remember his name, um, but I think he'll do. He'll produce pretty good this season. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Lamar. There you go with uh, Lamar Johnson. So now he has a, like a solid weapon. I think they'll be even better. Yeah. I just think it's going to take more than that. Um, and as a rookie, you can't expect a rookie receiver to just come out and be that. I, I mean, don't know. Not everybody's I mean, going to be DK Metcalf. Justin Jefferson last season, just you know, and he was like That's what the true. third or fourth. He was like the third or fourth receiver drafted, so it can happen. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm placing my bets on that one. So. Um, and at number one division winner for the AFC North, I got the Cincinnati Bengals at 13 and four, uh, with a four and two divisional record. I think they've got a really soft schedule here. I think Pittsburgh falling off a cliff is going to help. I think they split wins with, uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. I, I love Joe Burrow. I'm telling you, he's got the swagger when it comes to a quarterback that we haven't seen in a while and his guys around him. I mean, you. I went back, and when we were going through our uh, quarterback evaluations, I went back mm-hmm. and watched that national championship between LSU and Clemson, and Joe Burrow was just on another level from Trevor Lawrence. And we, if you go back and listen to those episodes, you'll know how much I gushed about Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow is that guy, and I mm-hmm. think his team knows that. And I think they did enough. Uh, on their offensive line, mm-hmm. their offensive line is now slightly above average, which right. is leaps and bounds from where they were last year. But you saw what he was able to do with 
a garbage offensive line. Bobby Hart single-handedly just about ended this man's career as rookie season. Yeah. But And now you give him, on top of Tyler Boyd, who my brother being a Bengals fan tells me every single week, Tyler Boyd does not get enough respect. He's a dominant receiver. Going to take his word for it. You have... So you've got Tyler Boyd. You've got T. Higgins, who really did well last year with Joe Burrow. And now you're adding Jamar Chase, who was Joe Burrow's favorite target in college. This generational receiver, we're told. For a team that struggled with the deep ball, but at LSU, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that's what they did. They did the deep ball. The defense is still suspect, but I think the Cincinnati Bengals, this is, they are the new Atlanta Falcons. I think it's going to be, every game's going to be a track meet. Um, I think Burrow's going to put up 35 points a game. It's going to be how many points does that defense give up? Uh, So I've got Cincinnati winning that division here. And I think Joe Burrow is on the fast track to being a league MVP sometime in the next three years. So you think Joe Burrow bounces back from his injury and is still at the same level that he was when he got injured? I do. You look at how quickly he got back on the field and sports medicine, sports science is so far and away from what it used to be. Um, A a torn ACL is now like four months and you can start working on your knee again, Uh, where before it was it was at least a year. So I I like Joe Burrow a lot. I think he's I think he's the real deal. And I think we're going to see it this year. All right. Uh, so for my my team that I have winning the AFC North is the Cleveland Browns. I have them going fifteen and two, and their only two losses are were in the division. I think to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, their defense is just amazing. Their defense is stacked, and especially like the amount of like chemistry they already have. I think it's only going to grow. And I mean, on offense, they have a two headed running attack. You know what I mean? So Baker doesn't have to like. Make all all kinds of throws, you know what I mean? And you know, I have them beating the Chiefs early in the season. I think the first game. So I mean, I'm betting on Cleveland this year. I think. Wow. I think make this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On to the AFC South and fourth place. I don't think it's going to be any surprise. I've got the Houston Texans. Um, I've got them at one and sixteen, zero and six in the division. I think. I think Tyrod Taylor can get you a win, but with that roster, it's going to be tough. Um, no Deshaun Watson for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I just, God, this is such a talent-poor team. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a Texans fan right now. This is, I, I never give passes for jumping ship when it comes to fan bases. Houston, I think you get one here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being a Texan fan is is rough. Uh, you you got no draft off. picks. You, you got no draft picks. Your franchise quarterback's gone. Uh, your your previous head coach slash general manager slash preacher completely set your franchise back before the David David Carr days, and you didn't have a team then. Um, that's about how talent lacking this team is right now. So any Texans crazy. fan. Any Texas fan, Texans fans that wants to jump ship to another team, I am not going to penalize you for it. It's Your team crazy. did you dirty. Literally two years ago, I think like two or three years ago, they were in the playoffs. I think they actually yep. like beat the Titans. They were leading against the Chiefs for like 
the first yeah. half. Maybe that second half is just what – that just broke down everything. They lost all will. <laughs> the Chiefs did them dirty, I think, and they just lost all hope. I have them going 0-17. Uh, I don't think they can get a win. If they get a win, I will be completely and utterly surprised. I think it's hard to go 0-17 or 0-16. I think they'll scrape together one win. They'll find one win somewhere. I don't remember who I had them losing to, but <laughs> somebody's going to just have a bad day. The Texans are going to have their game of the year, and they're going to scrape together one win. I mean, plus it could be like a playoff team that's like resting their starters. You know what I mean? Could be. Well, yeah, we right. speak 17. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times do we see a game happen? Uh, and I'm not comparing the two teams. I mean, they're light years apart. Uh, but like last year when we saw Kansas City uh, get get stomped by Las Vegas, I mean, it was just nobody yeah. saw that coming. But games like that happen every year. Uh, yeah. I, I, I believe it was, oh, God, was it 2011? Uh, Green Bay was ended up being 15-1. and one. They just lost a random game to Kyle Orton and the Chiefs. Kyle Orton had been on the Chiefs roster for two weeks. I mean, yeah. you just you can't you can't one hundred percent predict these things because there's always going to be that trap game, and Houston yeah. might be one of those teams this year. Uh, number three in that division, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at five and twelve, two and four divisional record. Um, I think it's they start off hot. Um, I think they start off two and zero, oh, and then it's all downhill from there. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, I think there's a lot to be excited about for the future, but the future is not now. Um, I, we'll, we'll see how Urban Meyer does. There's a lot of young talent, but you need to develop that talent. They need to learn mm-hmm. how to win together. We've seen so many young teams with talent just struggle to put it all together and figure it out. Um, I think there are going to be plenty of highlights from Jacksonville this year. There's going to be a lot of exciting games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just – I. I don't th- I think they're going to need a year uh, before they get to that maybe wild card contention state, but we'll see. Yeah. So I have Jacksonville next up too. I have them going four and thirteen, same two and four in the division. Um, yeah, like you said, they have a, like they're going to have a ton of weapons on offense, but like you said, they're real young. It's going to take a while. They're going to have to get used to like the pro game. So they're gonna they're gonna have some struggles, but I mean. They're going to gain a lot of experience, which is going to be good in the long run. Yeah, and uh, in a week 13 game, Trevor Lawrence is going to be hurt. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to be hurt. And it's going to be Tebow time, baby. Please. Please don't. <laughs> please, don't. please don't do that. Don't, don't curse the season like that. <laughs> okay, sidebar. I loved the 2011 Denver Broncos with Tim Tebow. I absolutely – I was a big Tebow fan. I, oh, God. The guy is eight and five as a starter with a playoff win over the Steelers and couldn't get another start after that. What was he eight and five, or was that Denver defense eight and five? Because we saw what they can do a year later. I, I, I think Tebow was carried. He was carried yeah. by that defense and Demarius Thomas, and I will die on that. Do you remember the old Madden games? You know, back when Madden was good, and you could use those cheat cards. Like, oh, yeah. kicker could kick it 99 yards. Uh, guaranteed fumble. Tim Tebow was using all those cards every time they got down to the fourth quarter. And, you know, it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. But I, I digress. We don't need to dive into too much Tebow time here on this podcast. I think there's too much as it is. Um, so, number two in the AFC South, I've got the Indianapolis Colts at 12-5 and five with a divisional record of 5-1. and one. 
Uh, I think this is a bit of a redemption story for Carson Wentz. I think he's got a solid team around him. I think people are quick to judge and blame him for what happened in Philadelphia. I think people forget the last two years. He was basically playing with a practice squad both years. Uh, just the amount of injuries. Go back and look at the injury reports from the past two years. It was insane. This guy was playing with guys who were signed two days before game day. And, and people were amazed that he couldn't pull out these wins and didn't have these MVP numbers. It's I don't care who you are. There's only so much you can do. We've seen yeah. what Carson Wentz can do when he's got just a healthy team around him. Um, I think he's going to have to rebuild his confidence. I think he's getting there. He's talked. He recently just came out talking about uh, his struggles with depression that I definitely think started mm -hmm. in Philadelphia um, and how he's been dealing with that. Uh, I think I, I, I love I, I love how the Colts are running their front office. I love how they're running their team. Um, I think they're stacked talent-wise. You're not seeing pro bowlers across the board, but you're seeing extremely good talent across the board in depth. I mean, you yeah. look at their running game, you look at their receivers, you look at their defense, you look at their offensive line. I, I think Carson's going to come back this year, um, and it's uh, it's going to be a good year for Carson and the Colts. You know what? I missed what, what you had the record. What, uh, what was it? 12-5. and five. Okay, okay. So Divisional I have no record going, of five and one. Okay. I got them going ten and seven. Same with the five and one in the division. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Indianapolis offense line is crazy. I mean, uh, Quinn Nelson's like one of the best guards. Like he's all pro, like all NFL. So he'll be fine. He won't get injured as much. And you're right. You know, as a Cowboys fan, I seen Carson Wentz play a lot of games against us, and his it was crazy. He was making XFL players look like they were superstars yep. in some of those games. So. Yeah, I think he'll have a bounce back year. He'll gain his confidence back. And it'll only give him time to, like, get used to that uh, Colts offense and get used to the team because, I mean, chemistry's everything. So There was a point last season and the year before, if I'm not mistaken, where his number one receiver was Greg Ward. Who? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. give the guy a break. I mean, just yeah. – I, I, I will not understand the hate for Carson Wentz. Um, Just – what did he have to work with? Absolutely no quarterback is succeeding in that environment. Nobody. Anyways, yeah. AFC South uh, division winner. I've got the Tennessee Titans at fourteen and three with their new uh, with their new hoss at wide receiver Julio Jones. <laughs> um, divisional record of five and one. Uh, I just I, I like this team. Uh, I like Mike Vrabel. Um, you, you know the players would die for this guy, and I think. In a really successful team, you need that relationship with your coach. Um, yeah. Tannehill has been – somehow is still under the radar with how he's played the last few years. Um, I didn't like him in Miami, but, again, he didn't really have much around him. Uh, I mean, you get him down, had Adam Gase. Oh. What's that? I said the poor guy had Adam Gase. Oh, God, yeah. I know. You can't penalize him for that. You can't penalize anybody for that. Um. I mean, he's got Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones now. I mean, they've got a really good offensive line and a, and a, and a strong defense. Um, I just think they've got all the pieces. You're going to see him make a deep playoff run, 14-3. Uh, and three. Yeah, I got them going 12-5, and 5-1 five, five and in the division. Uh, yeah, just like you said, they're going to be really good, especially offensive-wise. Their defense is a little bit, um, I don't know, 
I think they 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 need a little bit more depth on defense. Uh, they ended up drafting Caleb Farley, right? I don't know. I haven't like looked into if he's gonna actually play this season, but uh, if he can play, then I would give him a few more wins. But I was going based off of like their corners aren't yeah. the best at this, at this time. Houston does not draft well. Um, they they struggle, and uh, yeah, let's let's hope that one. Let's hope that one pans out. Um, I mean, yeah. Corey Davis just he he was okay last year, but he was a top five pick, and right. now he's not on their roster, um, as far as I'm aware. Um, I will say that the Tennessee Titans at fourteen and three, I've got them as my number one seed in the AFC, and that's going to surprise wow. some people. They're be like, "Well, where's the Chiefs? We'll get there." Um, so yeah, and let's move over to. The AFC East. Um, at the bottom of the barrel, I've got the New York Jets going three and fourteen, divisional record of two and four. Um, guys, Zach Wilson's going to be a bust. Um, he's still he's not going to have enough around him. Um, he's going to have some splashy plays. Just again, go back, listen to our quarterback evaluation uh, mm-hmm. episode. I I don't see what everybody else is seeing in Zach Wilson. He underthrows too many passes. You, you get some pressure on him, and he's a completely different quarterback. You watch his highlight film, and you get excited. But you watch his highlight film the entire time. There's no pass rush. You know why there aren't highlights of him making plays in a pass rush? Because he couldn't. And when you play for the New York Jets, guess what, Pumpkin? It's going to get rough. There's going to be a <laughs> yeah. pass rush. You're going to be running for your damn life. And, uh, I mean, you've got the Bills defense, you've got the Dolphins defense, the Patriots will always have a decent defense at the very least. It's going to be rough and it's going to hurt. Oh, and by the way, no one behind Zach Wilson, their entire quarterback room, not a single quarterback on their roster has thrown one NFL pass. It's not going to be good. Yeah, I have them at the um, fourth place. I have them going one and 16. I feel like the only one win I gave them was like over Houston, I think. But yeah, Which it's gonna be a struggle. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a struggle for them, uh, especially Zach Wilson. I feel bad for him because okay, let's say he was in the perfect situation. Do you still think he would be a bust? No, if he went to San Francisco, okay. it would be a different story. Okay, right. So like, it's gonna be hard. It would be hard for any quarterback to succeed in New York. Um, they just have terrible luck. Um, they do a terrible job with most of the things they do. So, like, ugh. like I think you put Trey Lance in New York, he he ends up being a bust. Um, yeah. So for me, it was whichever one went to the Jets, whichever one went to the 49ers, that was how that was going to be their future. I trust Kyle Shanahan. I don't trust the Jets. Yeah. All right, and at number three, I've got the New England Patriots going six and eleven, two and four divisional record. Uh, we don't know who the starter is going to be. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. We'll see. Um, I just don't think there's enough talent there yet. Um, and prediction: I think this is Bill Belichick's last season. I, I, wow. I, I don't see him. He doesn't have any reason. If they don't make the playoffs this year, he's got nothing more to prove. Uh, I don't think the stress is worth it for him. He can uh, go off with his fiance, his dog Nike, and go go on his boat, which is what Seven Rings now, his name of it, and just go off and be happy. And in five years, have a gold jacket, 
maybe do some commentary. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I think this is his last year with New England. They go six and eleven here. I think you see Josh McDaniels take over next year or whoever it may be. Um, yeah, six and eleven, nothing to write home about. Bill Belichick doing commentary, huh? I I, 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 I cannot see that one. I cannot see that one. I, I think the reason he's so dry is because he just doesn't give up anything. Like, in no press conference is he giving up any game plans. You're not – you, you don't get anything from him. But I think in a commentary role, he's going to be relaxed. He can have fun, and he can just show off that knowledge that he's got. I, I would love to sit down with Bill Belichick and pick his brain for a few hours, and I would be absolutely captivated the entire time. All right. Well, we actually have them going the same. I have them going 6-11. and 11. But Ooh, I have them going we agree on something. Yeah. So everything you said, it's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting to see how long Camus stays the starter, or if he even is starting the season. So that's why it was kind of hard. Um, yeah. On that one. They they have enough to get six wins, especially with the amount of weapons they brought in. So they'll be fine. They're just not going to be like good or great. Well, and even with Bill, I think that just gets you a couple wins. He's going right, to out-coach right. some team that's going to have similar talent, and he's they're going to get a win just off of Bill. Yeah. So in uh, second, I've got the Miami Dolphins going 13-4. and four, wow. A divisional record of 4-2, and two, locking up that first wild-card spot. Now, the big question mark is obviously Tua. We don't know how he's going to do. He's got all the pieces around him this year. That defense and even special teams won them games last year. I, I mean, their defense was scoring touchdowns on a weekly basis. Their special teams was scoring touchdowns on an almost weekly basis. So Tua had a lot of help last year, and then he had Fitz, Fitz Magic coming in to relieve him and pull up, pulling off miracles that haven't been seen since T- Tebow time in 2011. <laughs> and... uh but in college, Tua was just a picture of consistency. He's deadly accurate. He's not going to get you an 80-yard run. He's not Kyler Murray. But he can move a little bit. I think he's competitive enough where he knows he's got to improve. I think he's going to put that work in all offseason. Um, there, there was an article that came out about how he threw like six or seven interceptions in a practice. And I went and, and looked it up. It was in a downpour. And they were asking him to throw into double coverage. Yeah. No one's going to succeed in that. Again, it's just – I and Dolphins coaches, I like Brian Flores. I think, he's, I think he's got a great head on his shoulders. His team was willing to go to war with him against Cincinnati on the 50-yard line last year. He was willing to go to war for them. And <laughs> – but what are you doing putting Tua out there asking him to throw 50-50 balls in the pouring rain? Like, when you know the media's there. Like, is it is it to yeah. test his mental toughness? Like, come on. This is your second-year quarterback. Let's let's build up some confidence here. Yeah. So it's practice, guys. He can make mistakes in practice. That's where you want him to grow and learn. Right. And they said it was like a damn monsoon. It was pouring. <laughs> And I don't yeah. know if you've ever tried to throw a wet football. As somebody who's played quarterback for many years, it is not easy. It just takes a little bit, and it's slipping out of your hand. Ball's going nowhere where you want it to. It is incredibly frustrating, and it's not fun, especially if you've tried to throw a football in a downpour. 
So the fact that he was able to get that ball 20 yards, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have them going 10 and 7. They're my second team in the division. And then going 3 and 3 in the division. Uh, okay. I'm kind of – so, you know, last year he split reps with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think yep. he's gonna. we're going to see, like, a little bit more mistakes from him since he's going to be playing the full season. But, I mean, that's what it's going to be for, right? I mean, he needs that experience. He's yeah. going to be able to play yeah. the full game, learn everything, learn how to make mistakes, learn how to grow from them. But that's why I think they'll, they'll go 10 and 7, which is good, in my opinion. That's still a good record. Um, I think they, like, barely missing the playoffs in mind, But, yeah. Yeah, and they just barely missed it last year. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those teams. I really like their coaching staff. I think their front office is doing a lot of smart things. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is going to be the year where you find out if Tua's the guy or if he's just another guy after Dan Marino. And then, you know, they got the draft capital next year. Where And I think that's why they were comfortable not taking a quarterback this year um, right. and being able to let Tua have a full season to evaluate. Um because if he's not the guy, they can make a move in next year's draft. Right. So, on to the AFC East winners. I've got the Buffalo Bills at 14-3, and three, divisional record of 4-2. and two. I just think they're going to run through people this year. Uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> has, he's becoming this, this elite-level quarterback that I don't think anybody saw. I was sure that this guy was going to be a bust when he was, a dra- when he was drafted. He had like a 48% completion percentage in college. I said, there's no way. Uh, but he put that work in. He got better. And so don't let anybody ever tell you that work ethic can't get you there. Because Josh Allen went from completing 48% of his passes to looking like Jim Kelly reincarnated. So uh, I think Buffalo, they've got a hell of a defense. they got a good team around them. I like Sean McDermott and what he's done. I get the jokes. He's that generic creator coach in Madden. Um <laughs> But obviously what they're doing is working. So him, Brandon Bean, kudos. Yep, I have them winning the division, going 15-2, and two, and then undefeated in the division. Uh, yeah, they're just going to – I think they're going to dominate. Uh, that offense is just so good, especially their defense. Their defensive line is crazy. Their, their safeties are really good. I think they're going to do really, really good this season. I'm excited to see them play, especially coming off of last year where, you know, they had some games where they kind of – I don't know if they, like, kind of took the uh, pedal, like, their pedal off the gas for a little bit, but I think this year they're just going to go all in and just do big things. Big, big things. All right, on to the AFC West. Uh, In fourth place, I've got the Denver Broncos. I just – I'm not sold on Drew Locke. I like Teddy. I just – Teddy doesn't have have a team around him. Um, Neither of these guys have the team around him. I – how the hell is Vic Fangio still the coach? Just – Oh, what have we seen from this guy to make the, – like, the, the guy still thinks it's 1970. It's just <laughs> – oh, I, I, there's nothing about this team that makes me excited. Uh, there's nothing that makes me look forward to seeing the inevitable couple games. I mean, the most excited I was to watch a Broncos game last year was when Drew Locke and the rest of the quarterback room got covid and they had to play a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. That's the only time I was excited last year to watch a Broncos game. And that was just to see the disaster that was inevitably to come. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 3-14, and 14, divisional record of 1-5. One and fi- one and five, uh, Denver, sorry. Okay. Well, I have, as my fourth place team, the Las Vegas Raiders. And I have them going a surprising 1-16. and 16. 
Um, I have their one win. Yeah, their one win is going to come in the division. You know why? Because their defense is hot garbage. Their defense is bad. They did very little to address it in the draft. I just think, look, they're going to get behind in a lot of games, and I don't know if David Carr uh, David Carr is going to do a lot for you to get you back into games. I don't think he's going to have enough to, to win them a lot of games. Their defense is just really, really bad. You, really, mean, drafting, really bad. you mean drafting a guy named David? Divine Diablo or Diablo Divine, whichever one it was, you mean that's not enough to make a great defense? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> what I mean, basically not enough. Right? Like, I, yeah. I can't blame Gruden and Mayock for that. I'd draft the guy off of name alone, <laughs> too. I mean, I mean, he's, he's – yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to number two, and it hurt me to do this. I've got them just missing the playoffs at nine and eight. Uh Three and three divisional record. Uh, the Chargers—they got a really tough schedule to start the season. Um, I see them going on a run at the end of the season, but it's just too little, too late. Um, I think, I think Justin Herbert regresses a bit early in the season and then kind of comes back because just again tough schedule in the beginning. I was just putting L after L after L, like it, it can't be this bad, but. Um, odds are stacked against him. I like Justin Herbert. I like the team. Uh, we'll see what Brandon Staley does. Uh, I hear a lot of good things. I hear this is a guy that everybody in the NFL and NFL front offices love. Um, so I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they do well. I, I really like Justin Herbert. I want to see him succeed and do well in the NFL. Um, but I've got them just missing out on the playoffs here. All right, well, in third, I have the Denver Broncos. I have them going 5-12, and 1-5 in the division. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'm like a fan of Drew Locke. I actually like him. I was rooting for him coming out of the draft, but uh, I don't know. It just hasn't worked out in Denver. Uh, they, they still have a, a decent defense, so I think that'll, that'll help them get a few wins, but, yeah, it's going to be another rough year. And what does I he have on offense? On offense, they have Jerry Judy, right? Or, no, not Jerry Judy. Yeah, um, yeah, they got right. Okay, okay. yeah, that, yeah, they got Jerry Judy. Yeah, they got they got a receiver. They just drafted a receiver last year, but I think he'll have just enough to score some points, and their defense will probably have to win them the games that they do win. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. All right, on to the winner, Kansas City, fourteen and three, four and two. I've got them uh, as the number two seed. Look, I had them at Wait, fourteen and three. Just, what? You jumped. You jumped one. Right? No. Chargers at two. Oh, 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 oh that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I said yeah. the Raiders at three. Okay. That's my bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. I, I I heard you talking about the Raiders and just I completely went that's right by them, which is fine because, you know, I see the Raiders playing on my TV and I just go right to the next game. So this <laughs> this isn't anything new. So yeah, uh, third place Las Vegas Raiders seven and ten, four and two divisional record, um, which is odd because I've got them doing better than the Chargers in the division. Um, and I think Gruden, you know, he's always going to be he'll be that seven and ten, eight and nine, maybe nine and eight, uh, but I don't think it gets any better than that. Um, yeah, nothing much more to say about the Raiders. Yeah, so go ahead, your number one. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, fourteen and three, four and two. I've got the Chiefs at fourteen and three, the Bills at fourteen and three, and the Titans at fourteen and three. So just by tiebreakers or whatever, how it did it, 
I had Tennessee as the number one seed, Kansas City as the number two, and Buffalo at the number three. So, guys, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I don't hate the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid. I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think their offense is so much fun to watch. I love – I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I, I'm not going to not watch them. I mean, if I see yeah. they're playing, I want to watch just because it's like watching uh, – it's watching them play Madden on Rookie. It's just so much fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've got them as the number two seed. I still think that they're going to be the top of the AFC West for at least another year, probably two or three. Um, yeah. What about you? So number one for me is Kansas city, of course, 15 and two going undefeated in the division. Like you said, they're just going to be really good. <laughs> their offense is crazy. They even helped uh, their offensive line a lot, um, in this off season. So they'll be definitely way better. They got their people coming back from injury. The people that didn't uh, that sat out last year, so I have them doing good. But in the playoffs, oh, let me not jump too far ahead. <laughs> Hold on, let me not jump too far ahead. But they ended up finishing third in the conference. Uh, first was Buffalo, and then Cleveland, and then Kansas City. But they all, like you said, fifteen and two. So that's the way they ended up just getting sorted out. Yep. All right. So moving on to the NFC, we start with the NFC North. Uh, fourth place, I've got. I got the Green Bay Packers because this is off our assumption that Rodgers doesn't play this year. Um, if he doesn't, I've got them going two and fifteen, two and four divisional record. Um, I th- believe I've got them splitting with Detroit and obviously either Minnesota or Chicago. I'm not sure which one. Um, yeah, I got them at two and fifteen. I just I, I don't think Jordan loves the guy. Um, could be wrong. We heard Patrick Mahomes wasn't doing well in training camp his rookie year. Um, right. And now look at him. So we just we don't know until they hit the field. Some some guys just aren't practice quarterbacks. I was never a good practice quarterback. You get in a game and it's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. Um, I mean, you, you saw that with Tim Tebow. I, I'm sorry we keep going back to Tim Tebow, but he's, <laughs> he's right there. Um, like Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't sound like he's a great practice quarterback, but you get him on Sundays and he's just he's lighting it up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we don't know with Jordan Love. It wouldn't completely surprise me if he was a decent quarterback uh, once he got on the field. Uh, But in college, he had high interception rates. Uh, Sounds like that's a problem again in practice. Uh, And Blake Bortles. God, who is still signing Blake Bortles? What is wrong with you? Go ahead, Joel. So (laughs) the team I have finishing fourth is the Detroit Lions. And this is my second a winless team that have them going 0-17. Like, going through the schedule for them, because a lot of these teams, I kind of went team by team instead of going, like, week one, week two, so I can kind of, like, see it, see how it goes out better. I just mm-hmm. couldn't pick them to win in a lot because I don't think they had enough, you know what I mean? Um, Jared Goff's going to really struggle, I think. I know they drafted Penang Sewell to, like, help him out with the offensive line, but I don't know. Like, do they – they don't really have a lot of weapons, right? They lost Kenny Galladay in free agency. Um Yep. The season's going to be a struggle, so... Could I see them winning, like, more games than zero? Yes. But um, I just... It was hard for me when I was filling this out to give them do they, one. Do they still have Marvin Jones? You know what? I'm not sure. Okay. I think they do. I I, but, I think they'll scrape together a few wins. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, third place, I got Detroit going 5-12 and 12, uh, with the 3-3 three and three divisional record. Um, everything you just said, I think they're going to struggle. Just not a lot of talent. Um... I think Detroit, they, when they had Stafford, they were 
the trajectory was pointing up. They wasted it, and now it's you know it's going back down. I don't think yeah. Jared Goff is the answer. They do have some draft capital from L.A. these next few mm-hmm. years, so I think that they can make a push for a quarterback next year or the year after. Um, yeah, uh, Detroit 5-12, and 12, nothing to be excited about. Yeah, so next I have Green Bay going 5-12, and 4-2 and two in the division. I could see them scraping together a few wins just because, you know, they got Devontae Adams on offense, so, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to get him the ball and let him score. And their defense is okay, so I can see them putting together a nice little string of wins. But uh, it's gonna sh- it's gonna be hard because you don't know if Jer- Jordan Love's gonna like come out and have like some crazy season, or if he's gonna be like what people are kind of saying right now, and he's just not gonna be very good. Yeah. All falling on that, and then I mean, and then we're both factoring in Aaron Rodgers not playing, right. so there's that too. So. Obviously, if Aaron plays, this completely flips everything upside down. Right. Upside down. So number two, I've got the Minnesota Vikings going five and twelve with a three and three record. I just got this whole division as a dumpster fire. Um, Kirk Cousins, not a fan. Um, I've seen the Vikings play live, living here in Minnesota. Um, Kirk's one you, you start hitting him. He's he starts getting happy feet. Passes start to sail. Starts to throw before the play develops. Um, sure, he's super accurate, but I mean. The team obviously isn't behind him. You hear Justin Jefferson say saying so much. Um, yet RG three, it won't even won't even say his name. Describes him by number eight and uh, talks talks about how he doesn't think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Um, yeah, there's just I I don't see. It. I like Justin Jefferson. I like uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins is holding him back. Maybe we see Kellen Mond get in there. I'd like. I just, out of curiosity, I want to see how well Kellen Mond does. But I think Kirk Cousins is good enough with, you know, locker room politicking with the front office to keep him, keep his job there another year. Yeah. So next up, I have Chicago. They're going 7-10, and 4-2 and in the division. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, well, they have, they drafted Justin Fields, by kind of figure he's not going to really play much this year. They're really gonna like. I feel like they're gonna have. They're gonna force him to sit, which is what I would do because I I'd let Andy Dalton play and let him do what he can do. Get you what little bit of wins you can. But I just don't think they should force Justin Fields in there and like kind of break his confidence. Give the guy a chance. We know he's gonna need a little bit of time to develop. Just don't force him. Let let Andy Dalton do his thing. Just let him do it. I saw it last year. Let him do what he can do and. You'll be fine. You won't be great, but you won't. You'll be fine. It's not like you're gonna. Well, I mean, they kind of could. They kind of have a chance of like they could go to the playoffs if Justin plays, but that all banks on him being good right now, which yeah. I don't know would be hard. But their defense is good enough. They'll secure him if he wins because their defense. So, where we differ here, I've got Chicago as my number one. Um, I've got them mm-hmm. going nine and eight, four and two divisional record, winning the division. Uh, here's where we differ. That is a tough fan base. Mm. I I think they start off 0-3 just looking at their schedule. Okay. I there's gonna be some boo birds. There's gonna be some demands. There's going to be some there's gonna be some F bombs flying at Matt Nagy by week three. And by week four, you're gonna see Justin Fields at Soldier Field. And I think he's going to turn this franchise around. I'm not saying they're going to go, you know, 12 and 
five or whatever, I'm still trying to figure out that extra game is throwing me off. But I think it's enough to win that division. I think Justin Fields is good enough to get some excitement back in Chicago. I mean, the fact that their best quarterback is... Uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, number nine, 80s. McMahon. Yeah, Jim McMahon. Yeah, McMahon. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Shane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, same guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> The the fact that that's your best passer in franchise history, I mean, just oofta. I mean, uh, wait, you know, discredit Jay Cutler like that? Yeah, I'm going to discredit Jay Cutler like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I think Justin Fields. I think Chicago. You finally got a quarterback. I think he's. I, I think he's going to get some wins for you. He's going to get you to the playoffs this year, winning a really weak division with Aaron Rodgers sitting out. But I think that's that's all only going to benefit Justin Fields and his confidence this year. Yep, I got the Minnesota Vikings winning the division, eight and nine. Uh, yeah, I, I think we've seen what they can do. Right, we know they can win games, especially playoff games. Uh, they they just need to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, just hand the ball off to him, let him do his thing. Uh, try to keep the <laughs> ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands because we know he likes to turn the ball over. But uh, yep, they have yep. a solid defense. Their secondary is eh, but I think their defensive line is pretty good. So. I think they'll get they'll get they'll get it done. They'll win the division because the division's weak, like you said. It's gonna be whichever team I think can string together enough wins is gonna be the team that wins because it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty easy to win this division. If Rodgers plays, they go fifteen and two and just stomp out everybody. But in this right. fantasy world where Rodgers doesn't play, this is what's happening. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to the NFC South. My team's division at four. I could not have been happier to put this team here. Uh, the Saints, you're at the bottom. What? You're the what? bottom feeders now. You're the joke of the oh. division now. Suck on that. Uh, Jameis Winston, he's a turnover machine. Taysom Hill, he's garbage. I'm sorry. Um, I, I've watched him play enough games. It just, he's not it. Saints fans don't think he's it anymore. They're putting all their hope in Jameis Winston. Let me know how that works out for you. Sure, he's going to have games where he throws five touchdowns. He's also going to have two games for every game like that where he's going to throw five interceptions so you know what i'm glad i was so sad to see Jameis winston leave tampa bay because i just knew that that was wins for atlanta but then i saw him go to new orleans and i knew at some point he had to take over and mm -hmm. uh just Deion jones is just a magnet to the ball whenever he plays Jameis winston so yeah i got i got you guys at four and 13 two and four divisional record sucks to be you try it on for size for a while Enjoy not having a franchise quarterback. Harsh, harsh. But I understand you got teams in your division. You got to go hard on them. You're the exactly. definition right now of like the person that's preying on their downfall. You've been just waiting. You've been fighting time. You're like, yeah, Jibri's, I know you only got so much time left, so just enjoy it. Enjoy it. But uh, I hate the Saints. <laughs> so at fourth for me, I have the Carolina Panthers, and I have them going two and fifteen. Um. No love for Sam. See, I'm a Sam Darnold fan, okay? You just said 2 and 15. I know. Take that crap and you get out of here. But, but he doesn't have any weapons except Christian McCaffrey. He's only going to be able to do so much for you. So he's I don't DJ think. DJ Moore. He's got. Uh, ah, now I'm drawing blanks on his weapons. Uh, <laughs> number 10. Trying to remember his name. Curtis Samuel. He's got. Oh, uh, okay. uh, 
Yeah, he he's got some weapons. All right. He, 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 okay, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Sam Darnold's like you said with Jameis Winston, he's gonna turn the ball over. That's what he does. So I think it's, I think he does that. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I got them at number three, so I'll just say my points okay. later. Yeah. Oh no, you can go ahead. Two and fifteen. I think they have them losing every game in the division. So yeah, that's that. That's fine with me. Um. <laughs> I, I, I like Sam, though. I, I think, again, the same thing with Carson Wentz. Uh, you had Sam Darnold playing with no talent around him and an Adam Gase system. The guy was destined to fail. You saw some plays that make you think, if this guy can get a team around him, I like Matt Rule as a head coach. Um, personally, if Sam doesn't work out and they got to throw P.J. Walker in there, I'm a huge P.J. Walker fan. Um but either way, um, I think the Panthers do better than they did last year. Um, I, Sam, I'm going to that throw against the 49ers where he's rolling left, throws across his body to a receiver going in the other direction, and it was on a dime. It, <sighs> Sam's got the potential. He's got the raw talent. Um, I think they're going to improve. I think they go to 8-9 and nine this year, 2-4 uh, and four division record. I think they keep things competitive in a lot of games. I think they're going to be a lot more exciting. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously needs to stay healthy for all this to happen. Um, yeah. But they're they're one of those teams I'm very intrigued by, and I'm very curious to watch, especially week one. Uh, they play the Jets. I want to see Sam go off. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely will. He's going to let all that anger out on them. He won't be seeing any goals that night. He's, he's um, going to have six touchdowns, yeah. zero interceptions, 440 yards, and, yeah, yeah just it's going to be the yeah. Sam Darnold show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, in third place, I have the Atlanta Falcons. You son of a... <laughs> going eight and nine and three and three in the division. So, th- okay, yeah. Atlanta, your offense is going to be really good, but your defense, your defense, I don't know. What's gonna be there for you? Um, maybe you can let me know because you're you're a Falcons fan. You can let me know what they got on defense. But when I was looking, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Their defense is gonna lose them some game. And the Falcons are might do what they do a lot. They're gonna choke in a few games as well. So, uh, so at number two, I got my Atlanta Falcons. Uh, similar record as you. I got them at nine and eight. But that's good enough to get them into the playoffs here as a wild card. Um. Yeah, offense. Uh, offense, I think, will be exciting. Again, we got to keep Matt upright. Um, our backup's AJ McCarron, so I pray to God Matt doesn't get hurt this year, or else we're just going to, it's going to be awful. Um, our defense hasn't really improved since last year. Uh, like I said, we were shopping at Aldi in uh, free agency. And, uh, but I, I think with the new coaching staff that, you're gonna see, you're not gonna see those same fourth quarter mistakes that the last regime with Dan Quinn was making. Um, so I think that right there gets you gets you a few of those wins because last year the Falcons and a lot of the season they didn't have Julio and they didn't have Kyle Pitts. This year they've got Kyle Pitts, still no Julio, but they were losing. I think it, I want to say it was it was like seven games or something like that uh, where they lost one possession. How you find a way to lose a game by scoring a touchdown, just that's the most Falcons thing ever. We we lost to the Lions because Todd Gurley 
got Selfridge, scored a touchdown when he should just went down at the one, and uh, that ended up costing us a win. But yeah, anyways, I don't think those mistakes are going to happen with Arthur Smith. Um, I think we go nine and eight. We stay competitive. I don't think we really blow too many teams out. Um, I think our def- I think our offense is going to do what it does. Matt's going to put up thirty plus points. Our defense is going to give up close to that. So every game's going to be a shootout. I'm going my blood pressure is going to be through the roof every Sunday. Uh, but I've got them barely making the playoffs. Okay. Well, next up, I have the New Orleans Saints going eight and nine, three and three in the division as well. Um, <laughs> I have faith in Jameis. I don't oh. know. I think he's going to get them some wins. I love Jameis Winston. I'm a big fan. I hope I hope he takes this opportunity as a starter and really runs with it and does good. What is this sorcery he puts on people that make you think he's a legitimate quarterback? I didn't say I think he's a good quarterback. I said I like him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, number one, no surprise, Tampa Bay. I've got them going fourteen and three. I got them sweeping the division at six and zero. Um, just without Drew Brees there, the the Saints they're not they're not going to trade wins with them this year. I don't think Atlanta's got the firepower to keep up. Uh, Carolina's not there yet. So Brady and Tampa they run through the division. Um. 14-3, and three, I, that's enough to give them the number two seed, in my opinion, um, in the NFC. And, uh, yeah, tell me about the Bucks and yours. I got them going 15-2, and two, undefeated in the division. Um, yeah, I mean, they kept everybody there. They're going yep. to have another good season. So, yeah, everything you said, they kept everyone together. They're going to do fine. So, just another right, get- season. Yeah, we get to the dreaded NFC East, which is never fun to talk about for anybody. Um, Fourth fourth place, I got uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at uh, 7-10, the 2-4 division record. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have some exciting moments. Uh, I don't think there's enough talent around him to really truly evaluate him. But I think he's going to make some plays with his legs. They're going to beat up on some weaker teams, uh, but that's going to be about it. I think they're going to trade some wins in their division. And, uh, yeah, 7-10 and 10 here, fourth place for Philly. All right, so in fourth place, I have the New York Giants in the NFCs going 4-13. and 13. They So I, the only reason I get a win is because their offense. They added Kenny Galladay. Saquon's going to be back, so that'll be good. But I don't know. Their defense is still a little bit Man. iffy in my opinion. Yeah, especially with their yeah. linebacker, their linebacker core. So, yeah, but I only have them w- winning one game in the division. So, <laughs> and it was against the Eagles. Yeah, and I don't, I don't trust their quarterback. Uh, you're gonna see through mine, uh, two through four, they could have been interchangeable. It, it was really tough to mm-hmm. pick who would win these games. So I just, I, I had them trading wins a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. number three, I've got the Washington Football Team. Um, I mean, you got oh. this magic on your roster, so that's gonna get you six wins right there. Um, maybe Taylor Heineke, he's got to come in and, and ball out for one game. Uh, I've got them at seven and 10 with a three and three record with, which just ekes them over the Eagles. Uh, I think the NFC East is going to be a lot of trading wins this year. I think it's going to be close, um, between a lot of these teams and, uh, yeah, Washington football team. I like their pass rush. I like their defense. I think that's going to keep them in a lot more games than they should be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Third place in mine, I have the Philadelphia Eagles going five and twelve. Um, their defense just isn't there, but they're gonna have 
Well, if Jalen Hurts does good, he'll get them some wins, especially he'll have uh, Devontae Smith. We'll see how he does actually this season. But yeah, five and twelve for them. Again, only one win in the division. I think th- I have them trading wins with uh, the Giants. But yeah, I just the Eagles. It's hard to see them have anything better. I could see them maybe winning seven games, or if more than five. But yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. At number two, I got the Giants going eight and nine. So Eagles seven and ten, Washington football team seven and ten, Giants eight and nine. Uh, the NFC East, it just it seems like it's like that every year. Um, yeah. Just they're just they're beating up on each other, and then they lose to everybody else. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got them with a divisional record of four and two, though. I do think that they can beat up okay. Philly. I think that they can beat Washington. I just think that they have more raw talent than those other teams. Uh, with mm-hmm. Saquon, he's going to come back healthy. He's going to come back with something to prove. Uh, their line is getting better, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. They got Kenny Galladay, Evan Engram. He's got to have a breakout year sooner or later. There's just too much talent in that guy for him not to. Um, obviously, the only thing that's really holding them back offensively is their quarterback, which, mm-hmm. God, if they had anybody else, I would be excited to watch these games. But Daniel Jones, just, God, could you get any more boring and generic than Daniel effing Jones? Just and <laughs> And how the hell... Do you have – I believe he started in 27 games, and I believe the stat was mm-hmm. he has 29 fumbles. How? Yeah. How is that a thing? How are you that bad at holding on to the football? Oy vey. All right, you're number two. So my number two is Washington. I have them going 11-6, and 5-1 in the division. Um, their defense is going to carry them to a lot of wins, like you said. I think their yep. defense is going to win them games. But, like you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have those games where he just goes off, like, in random points of the game, and he'll get them a few wins, too. So, I have him going 11-6. and six. Oh, Fitzmagic. You know. <laughs> yep, just oh. give, it, give him that last drive in the fourth quarter, and just, God, mm-hmm. I am such a big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. I don't know how you can't, how anybody could not like the dude. Um mm-hmm. God, he's so much fun to watch. I will, I will tune into Washington football games at, at like the fourth quarter, and that's it, just to see what Fitz, Fitz Magic does. He's God, he's so much fun to watch. Now, question that I saw on Twitter, I want to say a couple weeks ago. Um, do you see Fitz Magic ever making it? Now, this sounds crazy. I understand how crazy this sounds. Does Ryan Fitzpatrick ever make it to the Hall of Fame? Uh he's, no, he's, he's think, never made the playoffs. Um, right. but I mean, just the fanfare behind him. I I think if he ever gets in, it's gonna be when he's like seventy. He's one of those supplemental, <laughs> uh, yeah. entrants just from God. It's I don't know. I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick's Hall of Fame speech if he ever got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's a stats thing. That's the only reason we wouldn't. But like, yeah, I don't know. If this was the WWE Hall of Fame, oh, he'd be in easy. You know what I mean? Oh, first ballot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so, you, yeah, you got your number two, right? That's Washington? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You're number one. Number one, to my chagrin, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 12-5, and 3-3 three and three record. And honestly, I think the only thing that's holding this team back is their coaching staff. Um, wow. Okay. I could – with their talent is why I have them at mm-hmm. twelve and five. I could easily see them go to eight and nine because of blunders from the coaching staff. 
Uh, Mike McCarthy, uh, he's so far behind as far as where the NFL is today and offenses and defenses. Dan Quinn's a dumpster fire just waiting to happen. Um, I just, Kellen Moore doesn't do anything for me as an offensive coordinator. Uh, I think their defense is going to be meh. Uh, I think it'll do well against the NFC East teams outside of that. Maybe, but that offense, I mean, Dak's back. It's just a completely different team with number four under center. Zeke's going to be healthy. Zeke checked mm-hmm. out completely as soon as Dak got hurt. He just didn't care anymore because he knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got CeeDee Lamb, who I think is going to take a huge jump this year. Amari um, Cooper, uh, just you guys got talent. So much talent offensively. Dak was on pace to destroy every passing record before he got hurt last year. I mean, yeah. He, Bad defense be damned. He was willing that team to like 47 points a game and wins. That What they did mm-hmm. against my Falcons just – it hurt, but I could not help but be impressed by Dak Prescott. He is the real deal. Um, for Cowboys fans, I'm happy that they got him to a long-term extension. Uh, I'm glad that they rewarded him with that extension even after the injury because uh, it just sucked and wasn't fair for him. Glad to see him back yeah. doing whatever that hip thing he does in his warm-ups. <laughs> Uh, but good for Dak. What a what an awesome guy. Uh, it'll be fun mm-hmm. to see him and Zeke doing their thing again. And uh, yeah, tell me about your Cowboys. Yeah, I got them going twelve and five too, five and one in the division. Uh, like you said, our offense is just really good. We have a lot of weapons. I mean, you didn't even name like Blake Jarwin's going to come back. He's coming back from injury. He's a he's a crazy vertical threat. And then we're going to have Tony Pollard. They've been lining him up like in slot. So we're going to see a lot more from him, which he deserves because the guy can play. Yep. Um, and our defense, I've been paying attention a lot to, like, the mini camps and stuff like that. Our defense is really stepping up. And the thing is, last season we had Mike Dolan, who was uh, – I don't know what that guy was on. But um, Dan Quinn is really you, Joel, like somehow, somehow you downgraded from Mike Nolan. I don't know how, but you oh, managed no, to do it no, with Dan Quinn. No. <laughs> Listen, this is recency bias. All right, Brent, you got to call me <laughs> But uh, the players are really receptive to Dan Quinn, and he's really hands-on with the guys. A lot of the players that I was mad that they drafted have been doing good. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of our rookies because I know we're going to see a lot of them. And Michael Parsons, I'm starting to feel it. He's been doing good in, in pass, pass defense and stuff. So maybe that's just the fan in me. You know, you got to have it. You got to have that faith in your team. Everybody yeah, looks good in minicamp. Everybody yeah. looks good in minicamp. When training camp well, rolls around, we'll, the pads come out, the thumping starts, that's when we find out hey, who's for real. And we'll get to see it on Hard yep. Rocks. So, oh, God. We'll yeah, that's right. To, I'd already yeah. worked out that that was a thing. Yeah, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to see my, uh, Dan Quinn all the time now. So. Uh, I just can't <laughs> so, get yeah, away from the guy. <laughs> let's move on to the NFC West. Yeah, Dan Quinn, it's like that ex that stalks you after the relationship. You just see them everywhere, and it's like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, fourth place, NFC West. This is going to be a surprise to some people, but again, this is a really competitive division, so yeah, somebody had it to is. support. I got Seattle going 9-8 and eight, uh, with a 1-5 okay. in, in divisional record. Um, okay. I just I think their offensive line is going to be crap. Um, I don't yeah. think their defense is going to be as good as it, good as it is. Um, And I think this is where we finally see that down year from Russell Wilson. We saw him struggle towards the end Mm -hmm. of last year, 
The defenses are only getting better. He really struggles against those big defensive line. And guess what? That's all the NFC West is now. I mean, they just, the Cardinals just added JJ Watt. You've got him and Chandler Jones. I mean, I, I think this is the first real down year we see from Russell Wilson. Um, and I think you start talking new coach rebuild at the end of the season, because this isn't a franchise that's used to being, you know, middle of the road. They're used to, you know, just week one, punching their ticket to the playoffs. And that's not going to happen this year. Yeah, no, I have them fourth in mine too, but I have them one 11 and six, two and four in the division. I think I have them swapping wins with San Francisco and Arizona. I just think the Rams defense is too good, too good for them. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Man, Russell Wilson's going to have a rough season. I hope he doesn't end up getting hurt because, man, the defensive lines in that playing all those, both all those teams twice in one season is going to be rough. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they're – like you said, their defense is going to be as good as they usually are, which they're going to take a step down. And then they didn't really – they weren't able to draft. You know, they didn't have picks or anything. So, oof. And I think Jamal Adams is – he's sitting out, right? Like he's not going to uh, mini camps or anything right now? Yeah, but it was quote unquote an approved absence. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, well we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At number three, I've got the Forty Niners, uh, nine and eight, three and three divisional. I don't think Trey Lance plays this year. I think it's going to yeah, be all true. Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and that's why I've got them going nine and eight. Uh, and I, I don't know if Trey Lance is even ready this year. Uh, they knew when they drafted him, it was. It was going to be uh, – he's going to be kind of a project, but he's got all the physical tools. So if you can get, if you can get that just a little bit right, he's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. I've got them going three and three, trading wins with just about everybody. Um, the defense is going to be good. The offense is going to be good enough. Um, and I've got them as that seventh and final spot in the playoffs at nine and eight. Okay. I And my – Third spot, I have Arizona. I have them going 13-4, and 3-3 three and three in the division. Uh, their defense is obviously going to go up, but it's going to take a little bit of a step back because, you know, Patrick Peterson is gone, but they got Buda Baker back there, so Buda Baker, so he'll be good. But their offense is going to go crazy. Like, their offense is going to go crazy this year, I think. Um, so I'm I ready to see it. <laughs> yeah, same. Because, you know, that air raid offense that Cliff Kingsbury is about to go through, it's going to be wild, I think. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to watch. The Cardinals are going to be one of the teams that I pay a lot of attention to this year just because mm. everything about that team excites me right now, um, and I want to see what they do with it. I want to see Kyler Murray take that step up. I want to see him own mm. that offense because that's what we haven't seen the last two years. Uh, in your third year, there's no more excuses, and you've got all, you've got more pieces than 99% of quarterbacks in the NFL have ever had. So – there, there's no excuses this year. You've got everything you could ever ask for. This is the year to step up, prove everyone right, be that dominant quarterback that people think that you can be, be that dominant quarterback that I think that you can be, and just ball out and do your thing, Kyler. I want to see him succeed. I, it's just yeah. He's so exciting to watch, and then there are games when it's just like, it, it just looks like his head's not into it, like he doesn't. I, I don't know. There are some games with the Cardinals when you just look and it's like they're their own worst enemy. And it's like, how with all this talent are you losing to teams like the teams that they lose to sometimes? It's it, it baffles yes. me. But I hope that they get over that this year. I've got them going twelve and five, uh, getting that first wild card spot. Um, 
I'm excited to see this team. I really am. Yeah. So with my second spot, I have San Francisco. And it's going to be surprising, but I have them going 14-3. and three. I think they have a bounce-back season. Uh, Shanahan's going to get their offense going again. And I think they're going to have a good season. I mean, they're off- once their offense gets going, I mean, their defense is good enough that it'll keep them from, like, having to, like, play from behind and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. And at number one, I got the Los Angeles Rams. I got them going 14-3, and 4-2 and two divisional record with the number one seed. Just, oh, I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford in a Sean McVay offense. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. And that defense, Aaron Donald's mm-hmm. going to tear heads off. Just, I'm telling you, anytime Rams-Cardinals is on the TV, I'm going to be watching it this year. I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. I'm not, a, I'm not even a Rams fan, but I... <laughs> I like Matthew Stafford, and with him being in a Sean McVay, we're finally going to get to see. I mean, and this team, this team made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. We're finally exactly. going to see the full potential of a Sean McVay offense, and I'm excited for that because now he's got a quarterback that he doesn't have to worry about holding back his offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have them winning the division two. They're the number one seed as well. I have them going fifteen and two, four and two in the division. Like you said. Their defense is going to go crazy, especially knowing that they have a capable quarterback. Um, Matthew Stafford's going to go wild. Because, you know, Matthew Stafford is the type of guy that will take risks, too. So I think a lot of times he'll be able to get them out of sticky situations. And they were a top, I, I want to say they were like a top 10 offense last year. So, like, with Matthew Stafford, you add that in, like, oh, they're going to be crazy this season. And they're young on offense, and it's all young and explosive talent. They got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, who isn't young, young, but I mean, he's still. He's still balling out. You got Van mm-hmm. Jefferson, who I expect to take a big step up this year. Uh, Cam Akers is going to be – I think he's going to be legit in the running game. They're not going to run too much, but when they do, I think, yeah. you know, this is going to be one of those offenses where the pass opens up the run for him. Um, and then your defense, I don't see them giving up more than 20 points a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. So those are our division predictions. Uh, let's take a look at our playoff uh, brackets. Uh, we'll start with the AFC. Um, so for my number one seed, I've got Tennessee. I've got them on a bye. Uh, first game is the number five uh, Miami Dolphins going to the AFC North division winner Cincinnati Bengals. And that just seems like a fun matchup to me. Uh, first-time quarterbacks don't do too well in playoffs. Uh, they're uh, quarterbacks whose first time being in the playoffs. They usually struggle, and we've got two of them here. We've got Tua and Joe Burrow, um, so I'm giving the edge to Miami because of their defense and how they can win without their mm-hmm. offense being good. Um, so I've got them beating the Bengals and advancing. Uh, we'll just go over the first round uh, for now. I've got... Uh, in the next game, the number seven Cleveland Browns versus the number two Kansas City Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning that one. And then the number six Colts going to the number three Bills, and I've got the Bills winning that one. I think I think it'll be an exciting game. Um, but, yeah, so Miami, Kansas City, and Buffalo all advance. Okay. So, for me, obviously, Buffalo is my number one seed, so they're going to have the bye. But the first game I have is the number four Titans against the number five Ravens. And that's going to be basically battle of the offenses. And uh, I think the Titans defense gives them a little bit more. So I have them winning that game. Uh, then we have the number seven Colts against the Browns. And I have the Browns advancing because, you know, their defense is going to be really good. I don't know if uh, 
Carson Wentz is going to be able to handle all that. Um, and then I have these six number six Steelers against the number three Chiefs and the Chiefs winning. So in my next round, it's the Bills, Titans, Chiefs, and Browns. All right. Uh, and in round two, our divisional round. Uh, starting it off, I've got the number one Tennessee Titans against the number five Miami Dolphins. Uh, I've got the Titans winning here. They've just got more playoff experience. Um, again, I think Tua has a good year. Um, maybe not great. And I just think Tennessee – and you know what? It's kind of uh, kind of a strange level of justice and justification for Ryan Tannehill to be able to beat the Dolphins in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then in the next game, we've got the number two Kansas City Chiefs versus the number three Buffalo Bills. And I'm telling you, anytime these two teams – play it's gonna be a banger to watch um mm-hmm. I, i've got buffalo with the upset though i've got them beating kansas city i think this is that year you see josh allen really i mean he stepped up last year but i think this is where it kind of all comes together and this is their year to make a run all right well next up i have the bills and the texans number one bills against the number four i mean titans Number I was going to say, where did they come from? <laughs> yeah, and then I have the Bills winning that game because I think their defense is really, really good. Um, then I have the number two Browns against the number three Chiefs, and I have the Browns getting their sweet, sweet revenge from last season, and I have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Brownies, good for them. Yeah, yeah. All right, and AFC Championship, I've got the number one seeded Tennessee Titans versus the number three Buffalo Bills. And like I just said, this is going to be the year that I think the Bills go on a deep run. I think they beat the Titans here. The Titans just, once again, just so close yet so far. And I think Buffalo goes to their first Super Bowl since the early 90s. Wow, okay. So for my AFC Championship, I have the Bills against the Browns, the number one versus number two. And I have the Bills pulling that game that went out. I think Josh Allen, it's his time, it's his season, and yeah, they're going to the freaking Super Bowl. All right. So we both got Buffalo advancing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. NFC side. Uh, my number one seeded Rams, they have the bye. Uh, so first game is the four-seeded Chicago Bears against the five-seeded uh, Arizona Cardinals. And here's where the division thing messes everything up because normally nine times out of 10, I got the Cardinals beating the bears, but it's going to be December or January. It's going to be January. It's going to be cold. And that desert team is not going to be ready going into Chicago and 10 degree weather and Chicago's rough style of play with Khalil Mack, their defense. And then Justin Fields is going to be able to pull it out and get that win. Okay. And then that next game, I've got uh, they, the number three seeded <laughs> Dallas Cowboys versus the number six seeded Atlanta Falcons. And I've got the Cowboys uh, winning here. Uh, I just think that they've got more talent at this point than the Falcons do. Um, Dax moving up in his career. Matt's declining. I, and I don't mean that as Matt is a bad quarterback or he's even worse than he was the last few years. He's been the definition of consistent, but he's only got so many, so many good years left. And I just think Dallas is on the up. Atlanta's on the way down. Um, Dallas gets the win here over my Falcons. And God, you have no idea how much that hurts to say, (laughs) but I'm trying to be realistic. Uh, I think it was last night you messaged me. You're like, yeah, I got Dallas going 15 and two. And I was like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, wait, let me let me chill out for a second. Yeah, I, I oh, made I to evaluate my team fairly because when the schedule came out, and again, this was when Julio was on the team, I, I messaged my dad. I was like, we're going thirteen and four, and you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and now, it. now it's like, yeah, well, yeah, I th- I think we go nine and eight. Um, and then the last game of that first round, I got the number two Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the number seven San Francisco 49ers, and I've got Tampa winning for obvious reasons. All right. All right, so for me, the Rams got the bye because they're the number one seed. But for my first game, I have the number seven Seahawks against the number two Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers pulling that out because their defense is just too damn good. Russell Wilson, will uh, he'll struggle that game if that happens. Uh and then the next game I have is the number three Cowboys against the number six Cardinals. Now, in my schedule, in the schedule, I had the Cardinals winning the first, the game in, during the season. So I gave Cowboys revenge. I'm like, let them get that win back. So they're advancing. And then the number five 49ers against the number four Vikings. I think the uh, 49ers have a little bit more offensively. So I have them advancing as well. All right. And on to the divisional round. Uh, I've got the one-seeded L.A. Rams versus the number four-seeded Chicago Bears. And it's not even close. The Rams, they, they mopped the floor with them here. Uh, Chicago yeah. got their good good-for-you win against the Cardinals. That's not happening twice. The Rams are going to absolutely run through them. Um, and in the second game, we've got the two-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the three-seeded uh, Dallas Cowboys. And something happens in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a close game, but something happens in the fourth quarter where Dan Quinn pees himself and freezes up. Mike McCarthy's right next to him doing the same thing, and the Cowboys blunder a playoff win, and the Bucks advance. I mean, that's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, at least we got here. <laughs> you just want to see him get a playoff win at this point. Uh, my t- is it my turn now? Yes, it is your turn. Divisional round. All right, so I got the number two Buccaneers going against the number three Cowboys. The Buccaneers are just going to spank the Cowboys. You know, there's going to be a bunch of, like, crazy plays that happen. Jerry Jones is going to be pissed. Oh, well, we're not that good yet. Uh, And then I got the number five 49ers against the number one Rams. The Rams are going to absolutely dominate that game. And they're going on to the NFC Championship. Right, and NFC Championship game, I've got Tampa versus L.A. And... I think this is where I think this is the last time you see Tom Brady in an NFC title game or in any championship game for that matter. Um, I think the Rams end up winning going to the Super Bowl. I think that Matthew Stafford and uh, Sean McVay offense is just too much for Tampa to handle. I think that defense, I think Aaron Donald uh, is in Brady's face all day. And yeah, I think we're going to see quite the win here. Uh, the Rams go to the Super Bowl. Well, would you looky there? Um, I have the number two Bucks against the number one Rams, and the Rams are going to win that. I just think that Matthew Stafford makes he's like a game changer for real. Like he's going to be a real game changer for them. And the Bucks, I know they brought everybody back. Their defense is going to be good, but I don't know Brady having to really make plays against that defense is going to be hard. His, I think his age is going to show in that game. But yeah, I have them going yep. to Super Bowl. The Rams. I I like this Rams team a lot. I really do. So, Super Bowl, we've got, we both got the Buffalo Bills against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I've got an, an exciting one, hopefully a Super Bowl classic, but I've got the Rams beating the Bills oh. and Matthew Stafford finally getting 
justice in his career, gets that rebate after spending however many years, 11 years, my God, that poor man, in Detroit, and finally gets that rebate, finally gets, you know, gets that gets that back and gets his Super Bowl ring with Sean McVay and uh, the Los Angeles Rams in my fantasy land are your 2021-2022 NFL champions. Well, I have the Bills winning the game. Um, oh, okay. Giving Josh Allen that that little nudge, and it's his season. I think. I think this season's built for Josh Allen and the Bills. I think they take it and they take the win. The Rams are all so close, but Matthew Stafford will get them next. Yep. I'm I'm shocked our uh, playoffs, especially towards the end, got is were as close as they were. Right. Um, so that'll be really interesting. Imagine if this comes down to that game and that game ends up materializing. That'll be ooh the pressure on that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But uh, and then the last little thing that I've got for this, um, I don't know if you, I, I think you were figuring yours out, but I screenshotted my. Uh, the draft order. So I'll just do top 10 here at the 10th pick. We've got the new England Patriots. Uh, the ninth pick, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, eighth pick, Minnesota Vikings, seventh pick, Detroit lions at six, new Orleans saints. And then that top five Pittsburgh at five, the New York jets at four, Denver Broncos at three, green Bay Packers at two, and then Houston Texans at one. Um, so it, it's a little bit hard for me because I didn't do it, so I have to, like, go by numbers. So Houston with the first pick, Detroit with the second. The third is going to be the Jets. The fourth is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. The fifth is going to be the Carolina Panthers. And the let, I'll just do top five because it's going to be hard. Yeah, just going do, through there. yeah. I'll do top five. But, yeah, that's basically it's, it's going to be pretty similar. Okay. All right, well, this was definitely a fun episode. It's going to add something to watching these games this year. Um, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm, we're so close to football. I'm, you can I miss it, it so much. I, I know I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm going to have the uh, NFL Red Zone on one screen, Falcons game on the other, and I'm going to be paying attention to a lot of these games. This is going to be the most plugged in on football I've been – probably in my entire life. And I'm a diehard football fan. Um, my first, my first day home from the hospital, my dad put me in a car seat and put on a Miami dolphins tape. Um, at least this is according to my mother. So I had no chance. Um, my middle name is Shula. If that tells you anything. Hey, you're, so, you're a Falcons fan? Yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to be a dolphins. Well, fan. I, we got to talk about that one day because how, uh, okay. Well, short, Short version, um, it was – the year was 2001, and my dad had told me that, uh, you know, it was kind of time for me to pick my favorite team, you know, and I'm sure he was hoping it was going to be the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were watching Sports Center. I was watching this guy make all these highlight plays. Oh, I wonder who that and, was. Uh, I, I asked my dad who, what team he played for, and he said, well, he doesn't have one yet. He hasn't been drafted. Um, so, my, so I said, whatever team he goes to. And my dad went and bought me all this Chargers stuff because the Chargers had the number one pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a Chargers coat. I'm pretty sure I had a Chargers blanket. <laughs> um, 
and, and then the the Chargers and the Falcons traded, and Michael Vick was a Falcon, and mm. then I was I've been a Falcons fan ever since. We had the we had that four and twelve year with Bobby Petrino, Joey Harrington, Byron Leftwich, that entire mess, mm-hmm. and then Matt Ryan, and I stuck with the team ever since. Um, that that's been my team. You know, how about I, you? How'd you become a How'd you become a Cowboys fan? Oh well, I mean, obviously I'm in Texas, and it's choose between the Cowboys or the Texans. And you know, the Texans <laughs> are they've always been bad. It's hard. Like they didn't get good until like already in middle school. So it was Cowboys. My dad's a Cowboys fan. The whole family's Cowboys fans, so it's how it is. I'm honestly a bigger fan than they are at this point. I know more about the Cowboys, but yeah. But honestly, how sad would it have been if you were a Chargers fan? Because let's be honest, they had some rough years there yeah. after you know after LTF. Yeah. And, but hey, oh, yeah. Imagine how the NFL world changes if the Chargers take Michael Vick. It would have been insane. just how much that changes everything. Does does LT become a cowboy? No. 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 You know what? You know what uh, I would be more interested in is the Philip Rivers Eli thing because that wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. No. It, it, it just that one pick would have changed so much because yeah. you don't have Drew Brees going to the Chargers at number two, right? In the second round, where does he go? Yeah. God, we we've got to do like a what if show. Yeah. That'd and, be fun. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Um. But all right, everybody, that is it for this episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I believe it's – I haven't memorized it by now. I believe yeah. it's at PSJ Pod. Yep. Okay. On Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Um, we'll be posting this video uh, July 2nd, so it will either be up tonight or uh, July 3rd morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this was fun for us. Uh, follow along with the stakes. Uh Joel, what was the website so that people at home, anybody who wants to kind of do their own, um, yeah, let me make sure so that they can do it. And then send us send us your pictures on Twitter. You know, uh, tweet us at it. We we'd love to interact with you. Yeah, uh, show us what show us what you've got for the NFL season. How do you see things going? Uh, but Joel, let them know what the website is. Yeah, so the website is playoffpredictors.com, and you can go there, and it'll even save your predictions too. As long as you, you just use the website, it's fun. Believe me, you'll have a blast doing it. You can do it as many times as you want. It's just, it's just fun. Yeah, I spent a good two hours on it. It was, it was a good time. Um, and July 9th, next Friday, we have uh, guest Dan the Dad, uh, independent wrestler, uh, favorite. He's one of my favorite independent wrestlers. We got him coming on the show. He's going to be a guest of ours, and then I get to see him the next night at First Wrestling in Minnesota. Um. So look forward to that. We just announced that yesterday, I believe. And uh, we've got an interesting top 10 list that will uh, satisfy the sports fans. So tune into that next Friday. Joel, want to take us home? Yep. Well, that was it for this episode of the Practice Squad Dog Podcast. We will see you guys next time.